Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 262 of the Spoiler Alert podcast brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we'll be discussing the new comedy Yesterday, directed by Danny Boyle, starring Hamish Patel and Lily James. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Danny. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about this movie. You and I actually got to see it together, which is a rarity. rarity. Yes. And you are one of, if not the biggest Beatles fan that I know. Uh, I'm also a very big Beatles fan. So I've been really, really eager to talk to you about this. And the fact that we are, our aim is always to keep the episode tight and that it's been like a week and a half since we saw the movie. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I feel like those are challenges to how I'd like the next three hours of my life to go. <laughs> I'm also excited to talk about this, and I was very excited to see this movie. You know, uh, this is a movie that just the concept of it was so exciting to me that this is one of those movies, if I were a movie executive and someone came in and said, here's the the log line, here's the one-sentence summary, I would have bought this project. For sure. Yeah, without seeing the script. And then you get Richard Curtis writing the script, the sort of rom-com king. uh, And you put Danny Boyle behind the camera and you think this is going to be something special. Yeah. 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 Uh, So I'm eager to just talk about, do you have any opening topics? Anything you want to cover? No, I I think that the whole concept was so cool. I really was so jazzed about the movie because if you looked at the, the trailers and the uh, pre-production, like the, the movie poster has like the Beatles font on it and everything, yeah. and and you've got some uh, Beatles album covers uh, featured in the cover art and the poster art yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, th- this was a cool, really neat idea. Well, let's just get right into the movie then. Why don't you hit us up with a, a tight plot recap and we can get talking about the film. I think that the plot recap is really tight. It, it's the story of Jack, who is a a singer, artist um, it, from England, and he's really ultimately struggling. And uh, he's he's good friends uh, with his manager, who, who, who's ultimately his friend. And in a weird kind of global blackout that I can't quite explain, he gets hit by a bus. And after this accident, he realizes that he's the only person on Earth who remembers the music of the Beatles, uh, who, I mean, obviously the most influential rock band of all time. So ultimately, he begins to sing these songs, and people don't remember them, and he gets into a recording deal, and gets a manager, and uh, gets a producer, and they're encouraging him to produce a double album of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. Kind of condensing the Beatles' 300-song catalog into a, right. a double album. A uh, tight double album. A tight double album. And, uh, he's, and he's bristling at it because he can't believe that people can't remember this. He can't believe his parents don't remember it. He can't believe his manager doesn't remember it. And he's struggling with the whole concept of recording the Beatles music as his own because he considers it to be the best of all time. Uh, It gets a little esoteric at the end where he meets John Lennon in a weird parallel universe and ultimately 
admits that this was not his music and acknowledges that this that this was the the work of of other people and that's I guess the the movie yesterday. What did you think of it? We didn't. So we saw the movie together. We, we purposely we didn't didn't get to talk about, about it at the end. Yeah, I really what did li- you think? I really liked it. I thought that it was a lot of fun. Um, the end. The the John Lennon ending was a little odd to me. That was maybe a bridge too far. But I I thought that the the love story with his his manager friend Lily James was poignant and i appreciated that uh i thought that it was a kind of a a different lifeline in this movie i liked that part of it i liked that he was conflicted about not trying to take credit for music and was was struggling with the fact that he was taking credit for the music of other people there's a a kind of a cool dream sequence where where ringo and paul are going to be walking out onto the stage of a late night talk show uh, and and confronting him about this, which I thought was funny and and cool, and so I liked the fact that he 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 was acknowledging that this wasn't his music initially, and then just wanted the rest of the world to hear it. And there's also like a a small plot line where there's a couple other people on Earth who remember the music of the Beatles and are just glad that he's performing the music of the Beatles. And I thought that was kind of a cool part as well. Yeah. How about you? Um. <sighs> I really enjoyed the movie. I would see it again over and over. I think there's so much fun and joy and the music's fantastic and I really enjoyed it. And yet I found about a hundred things that I wish they would have done differently because I think it could have been an amazing movie. I feel like it had, like I said, the, the, the concept is so great. The cast was game. The filmmakers are super talented. This should have been a, an absolute knockout, a 10 out of 10 and instead, I think it was really fun. It was good. It just wasn't like perfect. Okay. And so I, I kind of was, there were like moments where I was like, oh, I wish you hadn't done that because I, you're kind of chipping away. Like, you you know, you, you start with a, a block of granite and you, you kind of chip away at the sculptor, right? Like it removes things until the thing is perfect. And every once in a while, I feel like they would just chip off the nose of the statue or something. And you'd be like, ooh, okay, well. <laughs> Right. You know, it still looks like a person. We still get what you're trying to do here. Still pretty nice, better than anything I could do, um, but just not totally flawless. But so much fun, and I I really dug it. So I would just get cut to the the chase. I think everyone should see this movie. I think that it's a fantastic movie. I loved that. Uh, so it wasn't only the Beatles, the the band of the Beatles that were erased from Earth's history during this blackout. Of course, it was also, there was a gag about Oasis. Nobody's ever heard of Oasis because, of course, Oasis wouldn't exist had it not been for the Beatles. Uh, but there was, it, it was, uh, but then he could also find the Rolling Stones. He could not find Harry Potter, right? Like Harry Potter had been erased. Well, that's like the, the last joke. Right, yeah, right. the last. So yeah. that, that's all kind of funny. I really loved early on in the movie, like during this this horrific accident that causes the blackout and, and his awakening, the score is totally like ripped straight from a day in the life from Sgt. Pepper. Like yeah. the music yeah. is freaking fantastic. Like they picked all of the best undercurrents of Beatles music to to orchestrate everything that's happening and I thought that was really I mean so it's Danny Boyle and of course he's going to get it right and I thought that was really clever and really fun. Yeah. 
And I'll also say, I think the music, I mean, of course, the songs, which are the Beatles songs, are fantastic. But even the covers and renditions that Hemish Patel performs, I thought were really great covers. Yeah, I, I enjoyed all of them. I actually downloaded the, the soundtrack while in the movie theater parking lot and have listened to it oh, like good. five or six oh, times awesome. and just thought, these are really fun covers. I mean, no... No song will, you know, Beatles tune will ever be as good as the Beatles doing it. But these are all really competent and really enjoyable. And some of them are a little bit different. So you can kind of hang your hat on that. And then some just feel more like straight up. We're trying to reproduce the and, Beatles. And some of them were kind of obscure too. Like Carry That Weight is on the soundtrack, which I was oh, like, oh, a that's a great song. song. But I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be on anybody, any amateur Beatles top 20, right? Like they're they're not going to know Carry That Weight from Abbey Road, right? Like that that's a... That's a little a little deep. That, that's kind of a deep track. That's a deep cut. Yeah, but but at the same time, again, so uh, Hamish Patel, who's the star, I thought was really good. Lily James, I thought was was fun. There's a, a character named Rocky, who's like his roadie, who I just thought was so good. And I thought actually the, the first couple scenes, I wrote in my notes. I thought some of this British humor is too quiet. It's going too quick. And I said that the, the stage manager guy, Rocky, is super funny, but the audience we saw it with, like none of his jokes were landing. Like I was really laughing and enjoying him and I kind of looked around and it was like no one else seemed to be enjoying yeah, it. And it was like, right. this is empirically funny. This isn't – this. Uh, I don't know if it's because he's British or because the way Danny Boyle directed it or the, the pace of the scenes is moving along, but I feel like – no, you're losing. You're losing the audience. Give us like a little bit more time because this is good stuff. Um, and he had a, luckily he had a number of other scenes later in the movie, and I think he kind of stole every scene he's in. So I, I just I, again I, I think there's so much stuff to love. Anything anything else you really enjoyed about the movie? I, I think we've kind of covered it. I mean it. it... It's kind of painted in broad strokes, and I I think that I loved the relationship between him and his manager, Lily James. I think that I, I'm always a fan of hers, so I like that. I loved all of that. Okay. Yeah. So now I want to get to my gripes, because these are okay. things I want to talk to you about the movie. But again, with the eye that I really enjoyed the movie, and I strongly encourage everyone to see it. But I just felt like there were some things, like, he basically, whether um, this is like a miracle that happens for him... Um, or if it's just some sort of fluke of the universe, I felt like the opening of the movie didn't do a good enough job for me of setting up. Is he a great musician who is failing for some reason because he's not an engaging entertainer or because he's just in the wrong town or is it truly he just, he's a good musician, but a terrible songwriter and people just aren't responding to his his songs, I, I didn't get a handle on like what we were, how we were supposed to feel about him. And I, I felt like I actually wrote, does he deserve this miracle? Sure. It's very valid. Yes. He kind of sells his soul as, as the whole plot line of the movie, right? Like he's, he's now taken the music of the Beatles and, and advanced his career as a result of it. And you can tell he's conflicted yet really happy that it's happening. And I mean, he does. He's not a better singer when he's singing the Beatles songs. He's not a better guitar player when he's singing the Beatles songs. Right. And I totally agree with you. Like, what? Why did he deserve that? Yes, I think that's very, very fair. Right. And in fact, there are there are sequences 
right after – so first of all, I thought it was also strange that the moment he realizes the world doesn't have the Beatles, it's like, oh, cool. I'll just steal the Beatles. That was like legitimately the first thing they have him do and I thought that's kind of a weird first impulse, <laughs> right. especially because we find out the world also doesn't have things like Coca-Cola or cigarettes. <laughs> right. So like that was a strange choice, right? Like we kind of kept dropping in things the world doesn't have and – and the world never having had cigarettes is like probably a good thing. <laughs> probably right. Like how many tens of millions of people haven't died from lung cancer? <laughs> right, and right. what is that? Like there were all these like ripples in the pond, and I almost thought I wish they had done nothing else. I wish the only change here was the lack of the Beatles, because once you introduce all these other changes, it's like uh, the, all of those have drastic implications on the world, and yet. This whole story and this guy's whole world is really evolved around just one. Right. And that his first thought was, I can monetize this. <laughs> right. I can steal right. this. Right. Um, <laughs> then I, I just I, – I guess I struggled with um, the Danny Boyle direction. I did not feel like this was a Danny Boyle film. There was very, oh. very little like visual flash – very, I felt like this was kind of generically shot, except for like two scenes, and even those where he's like watching videos of himself felt cheesy. I, I kept writing like, "Where's Danny Boyle? Like, who directed this?" Because it didn't have the kind of visual punch and sizzle that I would expect from him, and and that to me was just sort of a letdown. Like, uh, you got this amazing content. And the, like the the live music scenes should have been amazing. Yeah. In Danny Boyle, instead they felt like it was a guy on a stage playing guitar, and it was shot fine. Right. Nothing right. special. I think the one thing that I really struggled with was how the the lead character doesn't get his teeth fixed for like the first thirty minutes of the movie. Like he's <laughs> yeah. he's lost his teeth in this horrible accident, and we're supposed to keep taking him seriously as a musician and. He's playing concerts and he's he's playing for his friends and he's missing half of his teeth and it's really kind of distracting. I thought that was a really odd choice to, yes. to keep his teeth missing for most of the first act. It was, but it was also I found it kind of charming because he's still poor and broke and can't get his teeth fixed, right. which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> right. But but here's some more problems. So Again, he's playing these amazing songs. He's not going anywhere. He's not getting any notoriety until – and this just felt like a weird a weird choice and kind of a lazy choice. Ed Sheeran shows up and he just happens to have heard him and invites him to come on tour with him. And it just felt like that was such a movie screenplay thing to happen, right? It's like I'm just going to be sit here and I just quote-unquote get discovered by one of the world's largest – musicians or right. you know most famous musicians and he just brings me on tour and then i knock the cover off the ball and one show and suddenly i'm world famous right felt like what a weird shortcut and, and again it was is the movie saying he's successful because the songs are so great and only ed sheeran was kind of smart enough to recognize that or is it the songs kind of didn't matter he got blessed by ed sheeran right and so that felt lazy and then i also think I was trying to put myself in the position of everyone else in this movie who's never heard the Beatles. You know, we all, I mean, you and I grew up listening to the Beatles. Right. I mean, the Beatles were part of my life from birth, so I can't imagine life without the Beatles. And with the exception of one song, with when he first plays Yesterday, th there's such an opportunity I thought that was missed to show people hearing these songs and letting them sink in and really 
just being blown away by them. Yeah. And instead, it's it's Hamish Patel playing guitar and some people singing and kind of dancing and thinking, yeah, it's a good tune. And it's like, no, you, I these think, are amazing songs. I think that's a great point. And I agree with you. Like, you don't get to feel the gravitas of... Right. of of this this music in this movie it's just uh it's kind of a a throwaway uh kind of cliche almost sort of thing that it it feels like it could be interchangeable right like they could have made this movie and say we'll just swap out the beatles for elvis right yeah or pearl jam or yeah or, yeah, yeah, yeah and i yeah. just don't think you can do it i think they chose the beatles because the beatles are the most influential and important rock act in history and the song catalog is so incredible and rich and deep and amazing. And yet a lot of those sequences are just sort of tossed off like, hey, it's a pretty good song, isn't it? Anyway, he's going to be famous and they just like, move on. Right. I mean, the whole let it be sequence where his parents are kind of laughing him off. Yeah, yeah. He can't even get he can't even get to the first version. Right. Of it, first verse <laughs> of it. But the sequence, uh, my favorite scene in the whole movie is uh, the sequence with Ed Sheeran where Ed can. Um, challenges him to a songwriting contest. He's like, all right, you go in one room and write a song in 10 minutes and I'll do the same. And Ed comes out and writes what was actually a cute little ditty. Right, it was a good song. Yeah, Yeah, you're kind of like, oh, it's kind of nice. And then (laughs) Jack comes out and he plays the long and winding road (laughs) on the piano. And the camera just hovers on Ed Sheeran's face. Just seething. And the look of like the the nut punch (laughs) that he is taking as he realizes... This guy's the greatest songwriter I've ever <laughs> met. Like he knows within like right, the first like right. six bars where it's like, whoa. <laughs> and like, so that was the one time I thought, okay, they got it right. Like that should be the reaction from more and more people. And it was just hilarious that it was Ed Sheeran. Right, right. Uh, so I thought it was good. Now, then there are things like Kate McKinnon is in this movie and I feel like she is in a different movie. Yeah. I, I was, she's I, in like a, she's in like a Mike Myers comedy this, from the nineties. <laughs> This was my first what's up with. Like, why is she cast in this role? And why is she acting like this? I would have been fine with her playing it, but she plays it so weird and so over the top. It's like, this is a sweet, fairly earnest movie. And then you got this alien (laughs) just hamming it up. She was so Um, odd. And and, and plus she's playing like a manager trying to get him to release what she claims is the greatest double album of all time, which you would think that if you're going to release the Beatles' top 30 hits is probably going to be the greatest album of all time, right? Right, but, right. But, but as a producer to come out with that from the get-go is pretty ballsy. Like, pretty bold. Uh, yeah, right. like that's, that's, that's a little weird. Right. Um, uh, did you know that uh, Ed Sheeran was supposed to be played by Chris Martin of Coldplay? Like he was the original... Uh, artist that was supposed to play that role i did know that and i actually am glad they went with ed sheeran i think that ed sheeran played it way better but i think that the gag earlier where like they were talking about the greatest song of all time and one girl goes well it's not cold plays fix you was right, was right. a great gag yeah right. that's like, very funny it's also a great song yeah yeah um so you mentioned in the pl- in this plot summary there's there are two people and there's sort of a subplot in this movie where certainly Jack is always feeling this pressure like he's going to be discovered and he's going to be outed as being this fraud. And he eventually, we meet these two people who also remember the Beatles. And you think they're about to like take him to the police or just rat him out to the press. And instead they they thank Jack and they just say, you know, like, 
the world is a better place with this music in it. And for a while there, they were living in a world that didn't have this music and they couldn't just listen to it and they couldn't, no one else remembered it. And it was a sad, worse place. And at that moment, because I had been feeling that pressure and I thought the filmmakers did a good job of kind of this nervousness of, oh, he's going to be discovered. And it's like, first of all, I, 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 I was immediately on their side and I thought, I agree. I think the world would be a worse place without this music. So while he is taking advantage of this situation, I, ho- I like I immediately forgave the character. And then when they went to the John Lennon sequence, which I thought was a very strange choice, yes. kind of ghoulish. Yeah. But but more than anything, to me, that also said, okay, in this world, in this reality, the Beatles never existed. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, George Harrison, Pete Best, they didn't, they didn't, they never had the Beatles. Right. So he's not stealing from anybody. Right. If anything, it's like, who's to say this isn't how all great art is created? He was inspired by somebody who isn't there, who doesn't exist, that never happened. So the music is as much his as it is theirs sure. in this reality. Yeah. And yet then again, it takes this weird turn of like he just apologizes and outs himself and gives credit to people who, remember now, don't exist or right. didn't do this. Right. So I it's just felt like you didn't have esoteric. to do that. Let him, yeah. Yeah. Like it just felt, again, there's just those, all these things I can nitpick. But I'm telling you, I really enjoyed this movie. I just felt like it could have been like a top five movie of all time for me. Oh, wow. Instead okay. of it being like a good movie and I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I think that that's, I think that that's really valid. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with British people calling math maths? <laughs> What's up with what, that? What is up with that? What's up? All right, fair enough. What's up with Lily James' character being a music uh, manager and also an elementary school teacher? Like that—that's a weird two-job situation, right? And not a music teacher. Right, she right. Yeah, she's a she's a math teacher. Yeah, she's right. a math teacher. Right, right. <laughs> What's up with this movie? Not only is Jack a talented musician, he's talented enough to a remember every Beatles song ever, b to play them and perform them, and c apparently help arrange and produce songs that sound exactly like what the Beatles put together. So that was another thing where it was like. Why not let him have his own version? Like, this is like the alternative universe version of these songs instead of trying to copy note for note every song the way it was recorded with the types of instruments. Because I I couldn't believe that any one musician who was apparently wasn't that great to begin with could could do that. Why not let him kind of tailor the songs for the movie? It's I felt it hard to believe that he could recreate note for note everything that they did. It's, instead of George Martin doing it for him. Like, he's just, like, in the next room. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. I think that's totally valid. What's up with him needing to, like, recreate everything about the Beatles? Like, why can't he have his own version and then not, like, recreate the album covers and the the concert on the top of the... Uh, on the top of Abbey right. Road Studios? Like, no, he has to, like, rip off everything they do. Like, you're already ripping them off and you're kind of conflicted about it. Like, maybe come up with some new album artwork or something like that. Right. Put a twist on it, and then you won't feel so dirty, right? <laughs> 
just got to put a twist on it. <laughs> you dirty bugger. <laughs> Mike, are you ready for five questions? Yes, let's do it. I, I would uh, love we got it. Five, we got listeners submitted questions. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Uh, question number one. Mike, is there a Beatles song which you could not live without? Is there one song that if you woke up and oh, they, re- they wrote every song they ever wrote except this one that you couldn't do without? Yesterday. I think that's, that's the greatest song of all time. In any genre, by any artist, if that song didn't exist, I would die. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. Fair enough. Uh, this uh, this is interesting. This listener wrote, you were both huge fans of Steve Jobs, which was directed by Danny Boyle. Yeah. What the heck happened between that one and this? <laughs> no no clue. Not No idea. Right? I mean, Aaron think, Sorkin? Think back I mean, to Steve Jobs. Well, you had Aaron Sorkin, but the, the I agree. The direction on Steve Jobs is masterful. Yeah. This was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number three. Do you think this movie will start a new genre of revisionist history films? I.e., what about Life Without Madonna? Or Spielberg, <laughs> or what if the no. the Cleveland Browns were the the winningest franchise in history? No, no I, don't, I don't believe this will happen. No, no, no. You don't want to see a movie about a guy who wakes up and the Cleveland Browns are. The, oh, I didn't say win. I wouldn't love to see it. I just don't think that this is going to spur that. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe we should write that we, movie. We should do that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> you actually mentioned something about this a minute ago. Question four. This says this film honors. Uh, Lennon, McCartney, Starr, and Harrison, but doesn't have uh, or show any love for producer George Martin. Mm. Do you think that was fair? Well, I mean, if you're forgetting the music of the Beatles and it's coming that far after their popularity, no, I mean, I I wouldn't think that you would... I I don't think there would be a tip of the cap to the producer. Uh, Unfortunately, I mean, no, no matter how influential he was on their career okay and this is the follow-up question it says and does a producer such as martin deserve any credit absolutely for a hit song yes or yes. for some of he these is, songs he is one of the most important producers in the history of the world yes yeah okay. i mean but you think it's okay for the you movie probably to not take mention ringo him, out of there know, and Jack's throw in talking. anybody else and george martin <laughs> is the guy getting it done yeah. Well, I mean, so and I love Ringo. the character talks a couple times about, hey, you know, these songs are written by these four guys. It's all up to these four guys. These four guys. And I'm thinking, as well as this listener, like, well, there were other people who were pretty influential here right. and shaped this music. I In mean, fact, all even, these arrangements you're putting together, that's not Ringo coming up with the string section. Right. Even even Brian Epstein in the studio in their early years. Like, their, sure. their manager was there crafting a lot of what happened on the on these records yeah right yeah uh and the final question do you think this film suffered from the lack of involvement from the surviving beatles given that it had a a sort of macabre (sighs) john lennon alternate universe but we could have had paul mccartney or ringo stop by yeah that's a tough call i don't know i i mean I'm going to say no. I, I think that the John Lennon arc was a little odd at the end and got a little esoteric. Kind of insightful with some of the things that he was talking about, but, you know, weird to think of him alive in another universe. And I think it would have been odd to have Paul McCartney or Ringo Starr in the film. Okay. All right. Uh, we have a bonus question. Oh, great. That I just want to read. Uh, a listener submitted a bonus question. Question number six. 
At one moment, someone suggests to Jack that he change the name of the song Hey Jude to Hey Dude. Yes. At one point, the Milwaukee, Wisconsin-based Beatles Metallica crossover metal band Beatallica actually did a parody version of Hey Jude entitled Hey Dude. They officially released it in 2007 on their album Sergeant Hetfield's Motor Breath Pub Band, a parody of the Beatles album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which was full with other Beatles covers in Metallica style. How badly do you want to hear that album right now? Zero. I, I do not want to hear that album. Really? Ever oh, at any point. Wait. No. I no. cannot wait. I will no. we will stop recording it. I will go check out Sergeant oh, Hetfield's Motor Breath Pub Band. I cannot wait. Oh, all right, well, that's, that's five fine. and a half questions. Right. Thanks, thanks, listeners. Appreciate it. All right, buddy, final thoughts on yesterday. I liked the movie, and I also would recommend anybody go out and see it. Um, it was It's just a unique take. I think it's a unique story. I think that it's, it's clever and fun. It's interesting the songs that they picked to include. I mean, when you're talking about a, a catalog of 300 songs and the you know, 30 that they threw snippets of into the movie. It's kind of interesting what they picked. It wouldn't have been everything I picked, but I liked it. And uh, I I think that it was all a fun story. Yeah. Uh, I too, I really enjoyed the movie. I'd strongly recommend it. I'm going to see this movie over and over and over. I wish Danny Boyle would remake it and do a perfect job next time. All right. All right. Well, coming up next, what have we got? I think we've got a Best Picture winner from the Best Picture Choosing Machine, and it's going to be Cavalcade. Sweet! Remember that old chestnut? Anyone? Everybody's seen this one. This one's going to be one that everybody's already watched. Yeah, it's a biggie. It's yeah, okay. it's 1933. All right. 1933's Best Picture Cavalcade. Get ready. Coming up next... And I can't wait to talk to you about it. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.